0: Welcome into another edition of Behind the Catch Fence. I'm your host, David Hoffman. Welcome to episode 42, and it's a very special guest today. Um, unfortunately, James Hinchcliffe, the mayor of Hinchtown, wasn't able to come on the show this week, but we're going to be able to get him on here soon. So don't worry, IndyCar fans and motorsports fans in general. James Hinchcliffe will be on the show, but it may not be for another couple weeks. So uh, you know, we're going to keep working that out, and he will be on the show, so don't worry. But today we do have none other than 16-time NHRA Funny Car champion John Force, and of course, <laughs> John Force, of course. <laughs> That's good. Um, so anyway, yeah. So John Force, have him on the show today. I had to bring uh, my John Force diecast from 2017, I believe. Yep, 2017 Camaro. So uh, yeah, this is a really cool car. It was funny. I um, a little quick story. I uh, when my parents and I we went to uh, the Indy 500 in 2017. And uh, John and Courtney, they were uh, signing autographs and doing a meet and greet at Advance Auto Parts in Indy. So we went there, um, you know, met him there for the first time. And it was funny, he was signing one of those hero card things. And uh, he wrote to David and then completely forgot to actually sign his name. So I have that on my wall over there. I'll have to put a a, a picture here in a second. But yep, John Force, 16-time NHRA Funny Car Champion, is on the show today. But before I continue on you guys are wondering oh that's a cool crew neck sweatshirt yeah there you go david so basically this is a uh, got this at tony stewart store a couple uh, years ago it's a 1995 usac uh, midget champion um so basically you know i thought it was really cool it's a nice little throwback been a huge stewart fan as you can see over here so uh crew neck sponsored by uh, tony stewart racing <laughs> um but you know, great sweatshirt slash crew neck. Uh, Have another special one coming soon. See you guys with the lookout for the next episode. Um, Yesterday was the Bush Clash at uh, the LA Coliseum for NASCAR. Lots to unpack with that. So that'll be an episode at some point, uh, probably next week or something like that. So look out for the Bush Clash at the LA Coliseum. Uh, That episode will come out soon. A little bit of review on it, what my thoughts were on it. Very interesting to say the least. But anyway, John Force, we talk about everything from, you know, just from testing coming up here in Arizona and Phoenix. Um, we talk about just the, having Austin Proc come back for uh, top fuel at John Force Racing. And we eventually <laughs> go down a long, interesting road of talking about the newest Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. And uh, John gives his quick little movie review about that. So you have to stay tuned at the end of the episode for that. So uh, strap in, hang on is John Force on behind the catch feds. so this is going to be great second time he's on the show so uh shout out to sarah slaughter for uh, getting everything figured out with that and uh you know just communicating uh, always appreciative of that and um you know sit back relax grab your favorite snack maybe uh maybe just a drink of water you uh, drink of water and some uh oh have you seen those reese's uh big cups that have like the potato chips in them it's a bit odd isn't it like who puts potato chips in a reese's cup i mean I haven't tried one yet. I have one sitting over there. It's kind of tempting, but it's also like, I don't know. Apparently it's good, but you know, you guys be the judge of that. So uh strap in and hang on for episode 42 with John Force. I'm
1: sitting right in the middle of that. What is that? That's an oh, that's the main archway. <laughs> How you doing? Where are we going? What are we talking about?
0: Talk about anything you want to talk about.
1: <laughs> well, we're getting ready to go racing. I don't know about <laughs> you, but you're already working, so you're doing your job, and uh, we're heading. Uh, we Robert Height and I was back in Indy last week. Brittany uh, just got home from the East Coast, and uh, uh, we met with our teams. In Indy, got hit by a buried in snow, but it was beautiful. It and was. but we. Um, uh, We headed out for uh, back to L.A., and uh, here we are. And now we're going to get ready uh, the next day or so to head for uh, testing in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, So we're pretty excited about that. All four teams, uh, two funny cars, two uh, top fielders.
0: And you mentioned testing in Phoenix. Uh, I've always wondered, what what all do you kind of want to accomplish going into a testing period of, you know, a couple days?
1: Well, you've been out of uh, Robert Height, myself. Uh, Robert drives the Auto Club Chevy. I drive uh, the Peak antifreezing coolant. Uh, Chevrolet. Brittany drives for uh, Monster Energy and Flavor Pack. And Austin Prock is back with us this year, uh, driving uh, Montana brand. Uh, Cornwell Tools, uh, Baldwin Filters, uh, got a, a brand new sponsor, uh, Power Solar. Uh, we're excited to have him on board. I raced against John Power's. Uh, we were both kids like 35 years ago. Well, I wasn't a kid 35 years ago, but I was a lot younger. So we're excited about that. But mainly, the driver's got to get back in the groove. You know, they've had vacation and Christmas and New Year's and a little time off. But we're working every day to keep going and, uh, you know, to keep the company running. Uh, but we want to get back in the seat of the car to get back in the groove. And uh, I can't wait to, to get there to Phoenix.
0: And you mentioned with the offseason, uh, Besides being at the shop or relaxing, what are some highlights that you had from the offseason?
1: Well, wasn't much of an off season. You know, we quit, and and within a few weeks, uh, you know, you know, having a week or two off, uh, you know, uh, Christmas and then New Year's, but mainly preparation of getting new sponsors, uh, and and but also working with, uh, you know, the teams what they're doing, Jimmy Prock working on some new stuff and 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 daniel hood and and and, and uh, we're excited about that putting teams together Barlam will run the top fuel team um as does um uh, uh grubnick runs the top fuel team for Brittany um uh, with, with uh, uh, savage uh, but uh, we're excited and we got some new announces announcements coming back and um I eat lunch and I always get sleepy. I shouldn't eat lunch before I go on. Memories fading here, but um, uh, we'll just see where it goes. We got it. We we got a uh, a, a new one. We'll talk about later. Have you mentioned? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah uh, He's out. He's out. Yeah, I didn't know if we had it was Ron office. Tobler. Uh, that was with Caps. You know, over the years, won championships. He'll be he'll be running. Uh, uh, the team with uh, Joe Barlam, uh, uh, both of them are leads. And um, uh, we're excited about that. Uh, Top Fuel and uh, and the young kid, Proc, really excited to get him back in with Montana Brand. The cars are ready to go, painted. I got to thank our paint shop, Andrew there in Indy, getting everything done. One man band, but he gets it done.
0: And imagine Austin Prock, uh, you know, he'll be back in top fuel. What does a driver like him bring to the table?
1: Well, I love just watching him. Uh, you know, his grandpa raced me, uh, Tom Prock, and then, of course, Jimmy Prock's been with us um, uh, a lot of years here, like 15 years, I think, maybe longer, left for a year or two, but came back. Uh, but the young kid's got a great name, but he's he's got the energy and all the stuff that young people have that I got to fight every day to keep up with these kids. But he's uh, um, got a lot of heart. He's a great driver. He, he won out of the box at Seattle. Um, I think him and Brittany were back-to-back. No, I no I won my 150th, and, and uh, he had won his first race. So all on the same weekend there at Seattle. And uh, Flavor Pack uh, will be sponsoring that race at Seattle this year. Frank Teague's. That sponsors our teams. Uh, he um, bought that race at Seattle, so it's going to be real exciting.
0: And uh, you know, looking back on two thousand twenty-one, you notched three wins, ended up fifth in points. Uh, do you feel having the majority of two thousand twenty off because of COVID kind of helped propel this you know the team forward overall, or is just a combination of you know just having that itch to go back just in general?
1: Well, we set we set out a year, and that hurts everybody. You get out of the groove, uh, you get behind the competition. They chose the race, the races that were out there. We wanted to, we just financially couldn't do it. And us with the sponsors agreed on it. And uh, we didn't know, uh, you know, we had contracts, but, you know, the, the flavor pack and monster went back together. Uh, we got a multi year deal, and, and then Montana brand came in. So um, we were lucky, it just kind of happened. And um, we'll, we'll see where it goes in the future, but we got to give them good race cars. That's why testing, very important, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, to get laps on these cars, trying some new things, Uh, got new canopies on some of the cars that we built, an in-house canopy for the top fuel dragsters. Uh, 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 Our guy uh, worked on it, designed them. Everybody was part of it, but Tom uh, uh, works in the engineering side and then, and then, of course, our chassis shops, uh, those guys uh, couldn't live without them, what they put together. So <clears throat> pretty exciting. And uh, we'll see how testing goes. And then we're right into Pomona.
0: And you mentioned just with uh, you know testing a couple different things, where do you find those slight little advantages when the competition is so tight like it is in NHRA?
1: Well, if I knew how, I'd be telling you. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be paying the payroll I'm paying, but Robert Height works with Jimmy Prock. And, and, and works with uh, Barlam and, and, and Green. And, and, and my son-in-law, Daniel Hood, runs my car. Uh, Breezy lives that car every day in Indy. So everybody works good together. They just look for things. They see where they can improve. Every little bit makes you a little bit faster. And some stuff puts you behind. So uh, we lost some time off. Uh, uh, we didn't win the championship uh, last year. Brittany. I finished second. I think I was fourth or fifth. Uh, Robert was right behind me. So we held our own and I was in the lead there for a while. And oh, John Forrest, I always drive it right on the edge. And I crossed the center line a couple of times because I push it right down there in the lights at 330. And in the middle of it, I lost points. So I learned my lesson there. Uh, you know, because you think, okay, cross the center line, no big deal as long as you're safe and the other guy's safe in his lane. You never want to jeopardize anybody but I didn't know I was giving up points and uh knew it maybe not thinking about it so uh that knocked me out of the lead and I never recovered so um I'll try not to do that again
0: and uh you know as you've grown a little bit older does the speed within the car feel a little bit different from when you first started or does it just feel as soon as you lock in it feels exactly the same
1: well when I was young I was young and crazy now I'm just old and crazy but the race car does the running for me Uh, It's my energy. Uh, When I get in there, I come alive because I can drive a race car. I've always said I could drive it blindfolded. But at the end of the day, you got to respect it. Uh, It can, the monsters out there, it can bite you. You know what I'm saying? But I love it. Uh, But we work every day, Robert Height. I've got a marketing team headed by Ted Van Sant in in Indy, chasing money. Uh, We've got a lot of new roads to go down, so uh, call johnforceracing.com. If you're interested in getting into NHRA drag racing, John Force with the four-car team, uh, you talk to Ted and he'll lead the charge on that. So, uh, but it's what we do because we love it. And the car makes you young. I know I'm jumping around here, but I'm excited to be back on your show. It's been a while. It has been a while. (laughs) But we'll see where it goes.
0: And uh, you know, when you strap strap in, put the helmet on. What are or what is that feeling when you kind of close everything out? And you know, you have a job to do. What's that feeling like?
1: Well, that's where you get mentally right, but all drivers do. I'm I'm nothing, you know, special. We love to drive them. You get in there, and that's your office. That cockpit is where you live. It's where you do your business. Uh, a lot of hired guns out there, like like Ron Capps, now a team owner of himself. Um, with Napa and 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 uh, Antron Brown, uh, you know, with with his group. So um, they're, but now they're owners. But there's a lot of hired guns out there where all they got to do is focus on driving. But we have to run the business day to day, and it's 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 a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. So when you get in that car, that's you find yourself. But it's tough. Uh, you got to get your reflexes. Uh, you should still have them, but you got to get back in the groove of reacting to that car and that's very critical and staying a step or two ahead of it um so uh that's good stuff i'm excited about and uh but the cockpit's where i live and it makes me young again so i never tell my car my true age
0: and and, um you know you mentioned with team owners uh NASCAR Cup champion, Tony Stewart's coming over to, you know, field a couple teams. Uh, what does that mean just for the sport of NHRA overall as they continue to grow?
1: Well, first of all, like Tony Stewart, uh, saw him at the, uh, uh, at the NASCAR race last night. Um, uh, a great show they put on, uh, they had singers there, uh, you know, artists, um, it was just, but it was in the Coliseum where the Olympics was run. And, and Jeff Gordon was there, but Tony Stewart seeing him there, he can only help grow our sport of NHRA drag racing. He's going to be great for it. He's got great drivers, his wife, Leah, and, and of course, uh, Matt Hagan. And, and uh, they're only going to, you know, uh, set the bar up there higher. And we'll and we'll all fight for that championship. But his name only helps our sport. And, and I'm really excited to see him. I want to wish him well. And, and all the new team owners, Caps and Antron and whoever else comes into this sport new. There'll be, they're getting listed right now.
0: Well, hang on there, guys. Before we continue on with this incredible episode with John Force, episode 42, we have to talk about Racer Collect. Now, Racer Collect, they have everything from race-used fire suits, sheet metal, pieces off of race cars. They've got uh, autograph stuff. They have original art. Uh, shout out to Motor Art27, Alex Wakefield, one of the greatest artists in motorsports you could possibly have. Uh, you got him, you got everyone imaginable. Uh, Connor Daly, James Hinchcliffe, Pippa Man, and a bunch of other drivers who will be announced here soon. They're going to be selling their stuff on this Racer Collect website. So basically, with Racer Collect, you know you're getting authentic merchandise, authentic stuff from the drivers themselves. So uh, go check out Racer Collect on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, make sure to follow them and uh, you know, go on their website www.racercollect.com. Now back to episode forty-two with John Force. And he mentioned the uh, some of the acts from yesterday, the performances. <laughs> what was your favorite one between Pitbull and uh, Ice Cube?
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm a big fan. Pitbull. I didn't know much about it my age, of course. But I love ice tea as much as his singing. I I I love the um, um his the movies that he does. You know he's just you know playing police officers and and uh, some of the it's just really a great actor, really funny. So I enjoy him, love him, and then to see him walk out in that stadium and hear the crowd and and uh, and so many other greats. Jeff Gordon was there as a grand marshal. There were six or seven. A young girl from the Olympics. Um, Boy, the names, you couldn't beat it. So, uh, NASCAR knows how to promote. NHRA does too. And uh, I don't know if we'll end up in the uh, Rose Bowl, but uh, that was quite a deal. They spent a million dollars paving that track in there and uh, put in a great crowd. So, uh, uh, you know, hats off to, to, to NHRA, our big brother. We love them, but um, we'll learn from them.
0: You mentioned like learning from them. Do you feel NHR could pull off something like that? Kind of add pavement in like a stadium type of atmosphere.
1: Well, not in a quarter mile circle, because uh, because these cars are too fast. You need a you need a half mile to shut them off with parachutes out. And and uh, but uh, they're looking at things where they can go. How we 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 came in with the four light, uh with Bruton Smith and, uh, and 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 in Vegas and. Just to bring in something new and, and Charlotte, to bring in something new and exciting. NHRA works real hard with that with the tracks. They're doing a lot of work to upgrade the tracks right now, uh, uh, you know, to make the services better. I've heard they ground uh, Pomona. Uh, they're, they're working on a lot of the tracks. So um, we leave that to them and we leave the drag racing to us. Uh, you know, what, what our, the part that we do, they have safety safari that has great people and they work hard and they risk their lives out there too. Just like our men and women in the police and fire department, the, the military, you know, Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, National Guard, everyone works. And the first responders, you got to take your hat off. You got to love them all what they've done to get us through this pandemic and it looks like it's going the right direction. So we'll see.
0: Hoping the pandemic and fully be gone here by the end of the year. I mean, who knows at this point? But um Love to my, see
1: it go away. It's, it's You know, I, I probably hurt mostly for the, the kids in school and, and having to wear masks and, and, you know, and all that's going on. But I don't get into politics. I'm not that smart. I just, uh, I worry about the little kids. They need their friends. They need their school. They need their teachers. They need their growth. They need their parents. They need it all or they will not evolve for the future. So, um, but I leave that to the good Lord.
0: And I kind of go on in a more non-serious, you know, part of the interview. Uh, I heard that you got into quite a few fights when you were younger, and you had like a a time where you would throw up on people. They would just stop. What's the story behind that?
1: Well, let's just say that uh, I got in a lot of fights, but I got beat up a lot, a lot. But uh, yeah, it was a story I told. I had a situation. You know, I told my brother, this guy's going to beat me up after school. How do you know he can beat you up? He's already done it three times. My brother said, well, go. why do you want to fight him? I said, I got to. You get called out. Just kids, right? But in the middle of it, I said, "The, the problem is I get so sick. I'm so weak. I have no energy to fight. He said, well, if you get sick, just throw up. Well, didn't mean to, but I threw up on the guy. And that was the end of the fight. Best weapon I ever had.
0: Can't go wrong with that. It's you're embarrassed
1: to... telling it, but uh, let's move on.
0: <laughs> with that, uh, you know, you've always been competitive regardless of what you're doing. Uh, where did that competitive spirit come from originally?
1: Well, I I come from uh, you know my dad, mom. My mom was kind of the lover in the family, and respect, and 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 be loyal to the people around you, whether your wife, your kids, your friends, your employees, sponsors. Uh, fans, uh, but my dad was the other way, a fight for everything, worked seven days a week. And here I am at my age, still working seven days a week. Uh, sometimes uh, Robert Height wonders what I accomplish. Uh, he runs the company now, uh, he's president. And, uh, uh, but I do it every day because I think about it continually. And uh, to the point uh, I drive my wife crazy. She goes, all it is ever is about the race cars and survival but that's what I have to do to take care of my kids and the sponsors and my fans. And my grandchildren are racing. Autumn's moving up from uh, junior dragster to super comp. Jacob and Noah, uh, uh, they're, they're both in uh, uh, junior dragsters. I, I, but I go watch him play stick and ball. I was with uh, Jacob. He was playing hockey yesterday in a stadium. He's there with his dad and mom. His dad's a big hockey player, my crew chief. Daniel Hood, and in the middle of it, he goes out there and scores, and it was like, this is awesome watching a little guy. I can't even hardly skate, especially on ice. I don't know if I could hit a whatever them balls are they hit, but uh, hockey puck. So anyway, uh, nope, just love my grandkids, so I got to work every day, and I enjoy it. I love it. Uh, I probably aggravate the people around me sometimes because everybody needs a break, but uh, I have no hobbies. I've got car museum in California and out in Indy. Nothing huge, but I don't even have time for it or driving my motorcycles. I, I tried fishing, I'm terrible. Tried golfing, more terrible. So in the end, Greg racing. A guy said, what would you do if you quit racing? I said, I'll go get a race car and go racing because that's was my hobby when I started. So my dad taught me just give it all you got. And and I, I hold records from high school. I, I'm, I'm the losingest quarterback at Bell Gardens High. I lost three years at nine games, 27 games, lost every game as a quarterback. That record still stands to this day. But I had polio as a kid, no excuse for losing football games, but from the polio, it made me just get in the hunt for whatever I did. If I run track or played basketball, uh, or I wrestled in school, I did a little bit of everything, but I gave my heart to it, just like I give it to drag racing. And it'll take my heart someday, but so be it. Long time from now.
0: Hopefully, it is a very long time from now. Um, you know, what you mentioned, you know, just all the just successes that you've had in, you know, in motor, you know, NHRA. I noticed all these trophies, you know, kind of lining around the cars. Is that all 150 or are there a couple in, you know, other places?
1: Now there's tropes, trophies in Indy. Uh, we have 21 uh, uh, championships as a group. And uh, even my grandson's Jacob, Noah, and I, and, and Autumn have won trophies uh, racing. Uh, my grandson Noah won the four wide at Las Vegas. It freaked me out. You know, there's four light drivers are all lined up, four different sets of lights. I saw what it did to drag racers, pros trying to race in a four lane. You know, it'll break your concentration. And and uh, Noah went right out there and won. And he come back. He was so mad. He goes, "Grandpa, all all I wanted was a trophy." And he goes, "They gave me a jacket. You win the race, you know, um, you, you you get a trophy. But if you win the Saturday night four wide, you get a jacket." And I said, "You got to honor that jacket." And I got him in my museum. And, and 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 like I said, Jacob, I want to collect everything that I can get my hands on. But seeing Jacob score the other night with the hockey puck. That was unbelievable. And, in autumn, she's won races, same thing, but now she's going up the ladder with her dad. And, and, uh, we'll see how that goes.
0: It's exciting to hear. And hopefully, you know, your grandkids will, you know, wherever they end up pursuing that they will be, you know, they'll learn a lot from you as, you know, I feel like they already have.
1: <laughs> they might've learned some, but they're Daniel hood, my daughter, Ashley, she drove funny cars, uh, you know, was, uh, Runner-up to me one year in Funny Car, uh, won a lot of races, set a lot of records. Um, uh, but the the children will do what they choose to do, and I'm not going to push that. I even wonder sometimes if I push my own Brittany and Courtney. Now Courtney's got Harlan, uh, her and Graham Rayall, uh, so Harlan will probably end up in the IndyCar. But who knows? You know, just God bless them. Just enjoy life and. I'm trying to enjoy life. I'm trying to be happy and I'm trying to wake up every day. And it's a struggle for me because things just take me a wrong direction, but I'm learning how to get it right. I got a good wife that helps me trying to keep me on, keep me on track.
0: And a final couple of questions. Uh, so these are the very interesting and fun questions. So if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you choose and why?
1: I grew up, uh, Grew up in a little trailer house with five brothers and sisters, and um, probably my my mom was a great cook. I worked at Denny's with her. I was a fry cook, but to this day, my favorite food is is uh, uh, you know, bologna and cheese on bread with mustard. That's just I've grown up on it. And when I really want to treat myself, I don't think I don't love Chinese food or pizza. Or, you know. Uh, we got great restaurants here in Yorba Linda, um, but uh, some things go back. I remember, had no money to travel across country and, 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 and kept the baloney sandwiches under the seat of the truck and, and they'd get hot on the floorboard, but you would eat it because it was just good eating. I, I like good steak, but I don't eat steak anymore. I maybe twice a year. Uh, I, if anything, I like a hamburger you know, love French fries, but I got to stay away from them. Uh, I lost 25 pounds. I think I have gained part of it back. Uh, I was on Nutrisystem, but it's just tough for me to diet. It's tough with the lifestyle, but um, no, uh, uh, nothing special there. I just uh, get through life. Give me the next question here.
0: You can't go wrong with the classics, I'll tell you that. Um, so what's, what are, like, some of the newest words or phrases that you've learned from your kids or grandkids that kind of are confusing, you know?
1: Uh, I might confuse them. I mean, I've had Noah go, Grandpa, are you really as old as they say? Yep, yeah, I'm old and I'm getting older, but I'm getting smarter. But no, nah, kids, they have different ways, you know, the way they talk. Half the time, I don't understand them. I'll be going somewhere and my wife will go, you've never heard that before. But uh, kids are just the best. My granddaughter Harlan is starting to talk, says grandma all the time, never says grandpa. Every now and then, maybe. Love to hear her try to say Brittany. It's just a totally confused. we and it just don't come out. But uh, I was in Indy uh, last week and got to sit down and read some Baby books tour, you know, with horses and dogs and cats. And that was like the most awesome thing in the world. So, parents, don't take that for granted. Love your children and love those grandchildren.
0: I love that answer. Um, you know, and final question I have if you had to choose one actor to play yourself in a movie, who would it be?
1: Well, they've talked a number of times uh, because I've done the movie script already. I didn't do it, they wrote my book which I haven't put it out yet uh, because I keep coming back and winning or getting in crashes or a new driver comes in and, and we're trying to sell it all at one time. Uh, But, um, Oh, I'd like to be Brad Pitt, you know, uh, but I don't have his looks and I don't have his physique that won't work. So I got to go with Gary Busey Uh, (laughs) years ago. They talked about that in Hollywood that he could play me, He's got a lot of my personalities, wild and crazy, um, but um, I don't know. We'll just see where it goes, but they're all great actors.
0: Really hoping to see uh, a John Force movie at some point, because that would be absolutely electrifying. I'll have to say that.
1: <laughs> they, they've done the they, they've done the script. We had a professional writer do it, and we'd worked on it for about four or five years. And then it just got to a point, um, you know, I was going to get out and I wanted to do it, so... I could work on set with it and help. And my daughter Ashley runs our TV production company and it's small, but we get the stuff we need done, but she's made movies. You know what I mean? So um, I know she wants to be a part of it. And then there's the financial side, you know, Hollywood's changed since this pandemic. A lot of things are changing. Let's see how it comes back, but there's a lot of opportunities like Netflix and shows and, And you can go to TV. You don't have to go to the movies, but I still go to the movies. It's just a place to go and escape. And um, I just saw uh, uh, Spider-Man. I've seen them all and my grandsons to see it. So, no, movies are a good place just for escape.
0: You mentioned Spider-Man. All right, this is the final question, though. (laughs) So you mentioned Spider-Man. What were your thoughts on that movie? Because I was really surprised how it all ended.
1: Well, what I loved about it most, I saw the originals. And to see the other two uh, Spider-Men come back in the movie because they're coming from outer space, I mean, from another dimension, it was really awesome. And really, if you hadn't seen it all, like you wouldn't understand it. Like, well, what what are those two guys? You know, there's only one Spider-Man, but from another dimension, Uh, I I guess. I don't know how all that works, but it just made it really cool. You know, I never answered what, young kids have come up with I uh, of, of sayings and I know there's plenty but but uh if I had some time I'll I'll think of it just can't get it right now
0: that's completely all right that just means we have another show coming up here so it has that sound okay yeah. <laughs> but uh John thank you for all your time and uh good luck this season it's always a thrill having you on
1: <laughs> thanks Sarah Slaughter she makes all this possible and keeps me standing at attention and she runs all of my stuff and PR and social media and everything. So uh, anyway, thank you for having me back on. Anytime you want me, just yell at her and she'll grab me.
0: (laughs) I'll make sure to do that. You have a good day, John. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome back into the man cave here at Behind the Catch Fence headquarters. Well, headquarters? That's actually kind of cool actually have like a little like led sign and that'd be really cool anyway so john force was just finishing up on episode 42 of behind the catch fence and uh, i hope you guys really enjoyed it um you know who knew we'd end up talking about spider-man and you know random movies uh so there's a lot of fun always appreciate john force coming on the show uh can't wait to have him on here soon and uh, hopefully you know, the season goes well he had a very strong 2021 season coming back from not competing in 2020 having three wins finishing fifth in points. So John Force is 73 years old. He's continuing to chug along and and we can't wait to see what's next for the incredible legend of all of motorsports. But we have a couple um, episodes coming up here soon. So look out for that and make sure to follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Behind Catch. And I appreciate you guys, you know, for uh, tuning in and listening. So I'll catch you guys later.